Awesome. Good morning. Um, I've only got a few minutes, so I'm just going to get straight into it. Um, Michael asked me to share uh, for about 10 minutes on a coming Sunday. and So I asked, I asked the Lord, um, what should I share on? And before I even finished kind of asking the question, I heard in my heart, just to share on, uh, I heard the word hunger. And uh, what started to develop in my heart over the, the next couple of weeks after hearing that was... Um, sort of this message around having the right hunger. Um, I've come to learn that every, every person's hungry for something. Uh, every, every man, child, woman, child is hungry for something. Their spirit, uh, their body needs food. Their spirit needs food. Their soul needs food. Um, and a lot of people uh, don't feed themselves the food that they need. So everyone knows um, that we need to eat uh, physical food to, to live. Everyone eats, you know, fasting's not... It's commanded, but it's hard. Uh, and we'll do whatever it takes to eat food physically, right? Like, we'll drive 30 minutes one way just to get, get a meal if we have to. Or if we didn't have access to easy food, we'd be doing whatever it took to, to have a meal. And every person here is body, soul, and spirit. You're not just a body. You're soul and spirit. We're, we're taught that biblically. God is spirit. We're spirit made in his image. So just as the body needs to eat food... So all of your spirits also needs to eat food just as much, if not more. So if you're not eating f- spiritual food that is satisfying your hunger on a daily basis, I would put it out there and I'd, I'd call you out and I'd say you're starving. And you, you know what it's like if you've ever fasted and you don't eat uh, physical, you know, physical food, you, you get weary, you feel foggy. Um, it's not the easiest thing to do. And after the f- even just one day of not eating physical food, you're really feeling it. Your focus is down. Your energy levels are down. Sometimes you get a bit moody. You know, you just don't have the right attitude at, at times if you're not grounding yourself. And so even skipping a meal affects you. So everyone is hungry for something. But a lot of the time we're satisfying or trying to satisfy that hunger, that spiritual hunger, with things that don't actually satisfy it. Whether that's relationships or... Um, your job or money or um, maybe it's even food, <laughs> uh, physical food. You, it's just doesn't, it doesn't satisfy that. And Jesus said, Jesus said that he's the bread of life. And he said that if, if you eat of my, drink of my blood and eat of my flesh, you'll live. And there's an amazing picture of what this looks like in the Old Testament. Everything in the Old Testament was a shadow of what was to come in, in the New Testament uh, where the Israelites were being led by Moses, through, by God through the wilderness. And they needed physical food. So everything in the Old Testament is a, like a prototype of what was to actually come. So it was represented physically so that people could understand it. And every day they needed food. So God would, would bring down manna from heaven. It was a, whatever it was, it was a food that would come down from heaven, would be on the ground in the mornings, and the Israelites would get out of their tents and they'd collect that food for the day. And that's what they would eat. They were commanded by God through Moses that if they collected more than they could eat for that day that that food would be ruined the next day, that it would spoil overnight. So they were told to take only what you need for that day, and then the next day, trusting the Lord, it would be there again. That's a profound picture of what it looks like now for us to be eating of the bread of life. Who That was a picture of Jesus and his, his truth and his word uh, on, the, on the ground every morning. So God gives us every day what we need, but if we try and live a day without eating or collecting more than we need and think we can live tomorrow with what we collected... You're wrong. It's an everyday 
it's an everyday reality. If you don't get up and um, seek the Lord on your knees, reading the word in prayer, and eat for that day, you won't be satisfied. The next day, you will be hungry. Because that what you collected the day before isn't enough to satisfy you the day following. And the reason for that is that the, the whole thing is a, is a uh, relationship. It's, it's the reality of if we think we can just store up Jesus for a, you know, one day and then live a month without him, that's not relationship. That's like, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So it's a, really about like this, this thing that he wants to feed us every day and he wants us to be in a continual communion with him. Here's another amazing reality that Jesus never instructed us to fast spiritually. We're only ever instructed to fast physically because God cares more about our eternal reality than he does about our physical reality. He wants us to, if, if he commands us to fast, he wants us to, uh, to put off that physical need for a while, to, to just silence that and quiet that and actually be able to grow in our spirit. But he never instructed us to fast spiritually for good reason. So, so the effects of like spiritually fasting, if you if you compare it to a physical fast, um, if you don't eat for a day, you're going to be like worn out. You know, it, like I think about it, and I've had seasons where I've gone a month without like reading the Bible. That's like really like to me that, that's cr- like crazy when you look back at that and you think about eating spiritually every day. It. If we don't eat for a day, we feel weary. If we don't eat in the spirit for a day, we start to feel weary. What if, what if it was a week or a month or a year? Um, it has a profound effect on your attitude. It has a profound effect on your perspective, on your freedom, on your ability, ability to love. It actually makes you selfish because you begin to have a mindset of lack, a mindset of, I have to preserve myself. I have to, you know, and then you try and find that satisfaction in other places if you're not focusing on him. So it increases the flesh, it increases the desires of the flesh, and it, and it um, doesn't produce life. So I would encourage all of us to just like be real with ourselves, look, uh, look at your life and just say, hey, am I eating spiritual food every day? And that looks like being in communion with him, taking some time out into the secret place, opening the Bible, which is the word of God, the bread of life, and sow that seed and eat that food on a daily basis and begin to see what that actually does in terms of producing fruit and the freedom that it brings. It's profound what a week of reading the Bible would do in your own like attitude and perspective and um, just desire to know him uh, and compared to not doing that. So I just encourage us that we would um, really begin to be hungry for the right thing. Um, if you feel like you lack something, just know that you are body, soul, and spirit, and you must eat spiritual food to satisfy that that, um, that need. So I just want to quickly um, pray uh, real quick just for all of us that God would actually release an increase of hunger. I feel like that's a season that we're in as a church. Um, I almost feel as well that uh, God is kind of putting on my heart that we're in a, a time of like times running out, like emergency. That's what I kind of felt this morning was God was saying, uh, this is a very like sober time for the body of Christ. The world is not in a good place. It's only becoming more, you know, more like the book of Revelations. Um, you look at the world and you even look in the, at the body and, and there's things happening in God's church that happens in the world. 
that's like a really alarming thing. So I just feel like God's saying, be sober. Um, start to shift that hunger of, that you might be projecting to things that don't produce life towards him, a hunger for him and to know him. And Jesus said uh, very clearly to hunger and thirst for righteousness. And if you do that, you will be filled. So if, if you would all just want to stand with me, I feel like that's something we should do right now is just position our hearts to God. Um, if you feel comfortable, like just raise your hands to him uh, and just, just in a personal place, ask God to, to increase your hunger and ask him to, um, to begin to really give you a burning hunger for the word, a burning hunger to know him. And I promise you that's where freedom is. If you want freedom, you have to eat of the, of the bread of life. And that's a decision that you have to make. It's a yes in your heart. It's a position of your heart. He does the work, but you say yes, and you get on your knees. You open the Bible, and you say, God, I have to become what this says, and I have to feed on this. And God, would you help me to understand it? Would you make me become it? And would you help me be free so I can live effective and live productive? So, Father, we thank you right now for life. We thank you that you are the bread of life, that you, you didn't leave us as orphans, but you, you came, Holy Spirit, you came, and you've You've given us the bread of life, the truth of Jesus Christ and his spirit. So we thank you right now that all of us would have a burning hunger to know you, that there'd be an increase of a desire to know you, to be in relationship with you, to see you. So I ask for a release of grace right now for that. Every person who's saying yes to you right now, would you increase their hunger to be free, to know you and to love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Great, thank you. Oh, thank you, Nick. Oh, that was awesome. Uh, hey, and you know, practically, reading your Bible, if you have a phone with it, there is a Bible app. Choose a plan. Just start reading, A. Eh? Like, there's no need. You can never say, oh, I don't have my Bible with me. Um, now that I'm doing the reading the Bible in 30 days now, I'm finding, like, I'm sitting in the car going, oh, I've got free time. I better read my Bible. Like, um, not that I better read it, but it's been great, you know. Um, just digging in a bit deeper and going, oh, what's my priority right now? Actually, I'll read the word, um, which has been fantastic. Um, now we're going to invite out Blara and the youth. Um, they're going to share about youth camp from last weekend. Come. So we've got um, Riley, Phoenix, and Liam. Good morning. I had the honour of taking these guys to youth camp last weekend, and um, it was an incredible time. So we've got Riley, Phoenix, Liam, and we're missing two of the other guys. Um, they're in bed. <laughs> but um, they're with us here in spirit. Um, yeah. But yeah, we had some incredible times. The weather was amazing. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, we all got suntans. We were in the water. It was good. Riley's going to share some highlights. Uh, morning. Um, so last weekend we went down to Kaiteite to go on United Camp, and I can tell you now it was one of the best times of my life. 
I enjoyed every minute of it. I enjoyed being surrounded by people who follow God or who decided to give their life to God on that weekend away. I know I was one of those people who gave my life to God. Some things I enjoyed about it was being able to get to know new people, be able to get to know the people I went down with, be able to know the leaders better, and I was able to know God as well. Some highlights were going to the beach. It was a beautiful day to go to the beach. Um, I think I got a bit sunburnt, but I think everyone did. I should have applied more sunblock. We tried. I did listen. Um, the songs that were sung, the praising, like Waymaker that was played today, they were all had great meaning behind them and I felt the meanings behind them and they touched me so much that I listened to them every day. Tribe Wars, oh, those are, those are fun. Um, Gucci Gang, my team, ended up winning with by 200 points. Huh? Yeah, it was. It was 11,800 to Team Supreme and 12,000 12, to Gucci Gang. Um, yeah, next year, Phoenix. The people that were speaking, they all had great things that were, they were speaking about. There was about emotions. Um, there was about relationships. What else is there? Uh, David and Goliath and taking down the giant. There was a literal sport, taking down the giant. The giant broke, the polystone giant broke. It did. Oh, the sword broke as well. Um, there was fire used. <laughs> Who took these photos? <laughs> Why did they have to be shared? Sure. Um. Uh, it is it is not a new experience for me. This was my third year, but um, the the way that it has impacted me, um, it wasn't as much as the other two years, but it's still it's helping me to regain um, my faith with God. Um, reconnecting is is a little is a bit of a struggle, but it is it, it was helpful to to go and get the experience. Um, Yes, uh, I, I, unlike Riley, did apply a lot of sunscreen. So, did you? Yes, I did. I, I did not get sunburned this year. Um, yes. Yes. Cool. Any, um, uh, I, didn't, I didn't break any bones or any injuries this year. Um, I, am, I am happy with that. I'm sure everyone else is. Yes. yes. Any, anything, guys? No. You want? <laughs> okay, so it was my first experience, and 
I'm not gonna lie, I was so scared. Like, <laughs> I guess being with Awaken is a new thing for me because I kind of went in and out. Um, and I plan to stay now, so that's good. <laughs> um, like, at first, I found it really hard to kind of join in with the whole worship thing. Like, it was really awkward for me. And then, like, there were these talks that I don't remember the names. It was a long weekend. <laughs> but they were, like, just talking about so many things that were very relatable. And I'm not going to lie, it touched me so much. But, like, I just had this feeling where I could just be myself for those, like, four days. And there were a lot of emotional times. <sighs> but it felt good to, like, let it out. Like, it felt amazing, and then there was, like, the sigh of relief, and I felt like it was him, and he was helping me, you know? He was helping me, like, pour it out instead of keeping it in, because I can get very um, <clears throat> uh, moody. <laughs> yeah, but um, I had so much fun with these guys, and I would definitely do it next year. And I just want to give a huge thanks to those who prayed for us, who um, contributed to get these guys to camp, and to Mama Shonshon, who took time off work to join us. Um, and yeah, so we thank you, all of you guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> awesome. And it can be scary, eh, getting up on the stage for the first time. And you guys are off the hook now. You're all good. All right, but Chantel's not off the hook. She's up next. <laughs> Come on up. Hey, guys. Hey. Yeah, I got called Mama Shonshon <laughs> during camp and literally throwing... Um, sunblock at young people because they refuse to put it on <laughs> um that's the fastest I've ever run um, <laughs> um yeah I just wanted to take this time to honor our pastors Michael and Ellie that aren't actually here um and the leadership team Sarah and the eldership team are for this opportunity but also for the for the stake in the ground that they hold and the vision that they have for this church is amazing and I'm so glad to be a part of it so I'm like still crying from like the young people talking. <laughs> um, yeah, just a little bit about myself. Um, I was raised in Newlands, um, all the way down the other side, and I never thought I'd be a hot girl, but I am. Um, thanks to my husband, Jesse. <laughs> so when we met, Jesse's been brought up in the Hutt Valley and um, slowly gravitated towards the heart and the upper heart grabbed my heart, and it was mainly because of the young people and the potential that they hold. And I'm a youth worker, and um, oh, I, I love being a youth worker. It's so awesome to just journey alongside them and be nice to them. <laughs> um, yeah, that's me. Um, when I was asking God about what to share, um, it took actually so long because he didn't really reveal anything. Or maybe I was being disobedient, I'm not sure. Um, it was actually when I went last night to... Um, 
pick up someone from their house and I was like, oh my gosh, God, here I am doing a karaoke night. We had a karaoke girls night last night. And um, <laughs> I went to pick up one of the girls. And I was like, oh my gosh, I still haven't got anything, God. And I was a little bit freaked out. And I was like, maybe I should cancel this. <laughs> and he was like, no, it's okay. It's okay to have fun. It's okay to do life with people when he calls you to, to create a tribe that like you lean on and can, um, can encourage you and do, do the life that God created you to do, right? Um, so in that moment I was driving, I was like, okay, what is, it, what is it that you want me to share? And he just said, seasons. That was the specific word that he said was seasons. And I was like, okay. Um, so I, um, what every human does is um, ask Dr. Google. <laughs> like, what is seasons? <laughs> and um, what it said on, on Google, it, was, it says, um, each four divisions of the year, spring, summer, autumn, and water, Winter, sorry, not water. There's heaps of water in winter. <laughs> Marked by particular water patterns and daylight hours, resulting from the Earth's changing... Um, oh my gosh, I can't read my writing. Earth's changing positions with regard to the sun. And um, when I was reading this, I was like, man, this is like a prophetic vision of like how we kind of go through life. Like We go through these seasons of like um, turning to God and then turning away and... And he, and he started to, like, unpack this vision within the five minutes I was in my car <laughs> of, um, like, leaves falling off. And sometimes we're in seasons of when God actually wants us to, like, have the leaves kind of fall off in order for the new to come through. Or maybe there's seasons and times when we've... Um, when it's actually, like, quite hot and fiery and on fire for God. And um, for me, he was saying to understand the season that you're in right now, to understand the seasons that I've brought you out of, to understand the seasons that he's um, about to bring me into. And um, the scripture that um, came to mind was Ecclesiastes. I'll just go on to that. So if you can turn to Ecclesiastes 3. I should have made a mark on the Bible. Sorry, bear with me. After Proverbs. Okay, thank you. See, I need more practice reading my Bible. Maybe I should hop on that 30 day. <laughs> That's hopeful. I better not do that. Okay, um, it's Ecclesiastes 3, 1 to 8, and it says, To everything there is a season and a time for every matter or purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up um, what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to rebuild, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow. A time to silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. And a time of, for war and a time for peace. Um, the core 
when I was reading the scripture, God took me on this journey last night of actually writing down every specific season that I'd been through, which was actually quite a lot, <laughs> even the stuff that had hurt me. Um, whew, excuse me. Um, if you don't know me, I'm a bit of a suck, and I like I cry a lot. <laughs> so bear with me as I um I will be sharing a little bit about um my testimony, and and something that um. Whew, um, I should not done my makeup today. <laughs> um, yeah, a, a season where God's kind of um, been revealing a lot of things to me, and um, this specific thing. Um, so um, there was this thing that happened in my life, and I'd kind of put it away, on kind of like wrapped it up and like chucked it as far away as I could, um, so that I couldn't reach it. And um, I know this is a touchy kind of topic for some people, but I was um, sexually abused when I was um, around about nine years ago. And I had put, literally like a week after it happened, I like wrapped it up, chucked it away. And then only last year, um, one of, it had happened to one of my family members and it had come out and um, it was quite huge at that time that it had come out because it was someone that was quite close to my heart. And um, in that moment, um, it was like a month before Jesse and I were getting married. It was like a lot of stuff was happening. And um, I wish the first thing I did was pray, but I didn't. And that time I, I, I let the emotions overcome me. I got the phone call and I was literally crying like someone died. Jesse asked me after the phone call, he was like, who died? And I was like, oh, no one, this is what happened. <laughs> no, they're still alive. And um, it, just, it was just a reminder that um, in that season, um, God had revealed to me that I had because I had acted that way, I'd chucked it away and I hadn't dealt with it. And there were moments where God was trying to, to um, um, kind of unpack this package with him. But um, in that time, he was gracefully breaking me. Um, he does that, right? He like he breaks you, he pulls it apart, but very gently and very gracefully. And he meets you where you're at with it. He doesn't force you anymore or any, any, any further than you want to. Um, but in that time, um, there's the scripture on... Ecclesiastes 3.3, a time to kill and a time to heal and a time to break down and a time to rebuild. And um, reflecting on my time, I felt, oh my gosh, I have this like, the old lady voice. (laughs) Um, Reflecting on my time, God was breaking down and rebuilding things because he was wanting me to break down that specific thing that was hindering me and my walk with him in order to rebuild my marriage with Jesse. So that was like a huge realization of um, God really taking me on this journey of like just coming to him and surrendering all those things before before marriage, even though it was like one month of like huge healing and huge and huge realization. And um, yeah, through those times, I was like, oh my gosh, God, what the heck? Why am I dealing with this right now? Why this time? But he said, you need a breakdown in order for me to rebuild for you. So um so my encouragement encouragement for you all is that um, understand what season you're in and um it's not to know exactly the time that God's called you to to be in and sometimes we ask him can we can we see it can we see what when when that's going to happen but we don't actually need to know the time and the place but actually understand what seasons um he's he's taking you out of and breathing you out of and into I was um 
thinking also around seasons of like TV series <laughs> and like um, like in Netflix they have like heaps of seasons. I, I, mean, I know y'all watch the Netflix, not just me. <laughs> and um, I was thinking about how like in one season there's so many episodes and there's like heaps of characters and there's um there's like a main main kind of um character and a story amongst it but at the end of that last season there's like they kind of leave you hanging they're like oh this is about to happen but they don't actually reveal the exact thing that's going to happen and they want you wanting more of the next season and I feel like sometimes with God it's a bit like that like revealing you're chucking in the mix oh this is what it is um and actually trust in me and have faith in me that, that actually there's something behind the storm or behind the the the, the thing that's actually breaking you that, that he will reveal the goodness and the freedom and the promises that he's had for you. So that's, um, yeah, something that God's been really speaking to me about. And um, I'm still speaking out of wounds. So I have to be careful that once I get to the scars, that actually more stuff is going to be revealed. But um, at this time, it's important to know that when you're in a space of speaking from your wounds, to understand that um, you can't let anything contaminate that and being real with where you're at with those wounds. Um, yeah, so like wounds and scars are two different things. Scars are speaking out of like something that's like God's like replaced and he's like made new and he's like working and, and he's already done something new in that and he's healed it and he's sealed it up. He's like, sweet, you're ready. But um, with wounds, it's like, it's a little bit open. It's a little bit fragile and it, it could be hard for like, not hard, but um. Sorry, now I'm blabbering. <laughs> um, wounds can can be a space of like things coming in and contaminating that. So yeah, I just wanted to like throw that in the mix of something that God's really speaking to me about. Um, yeah, that's me, and I I just yeah encouragement is that um, understand what season you're in and the process, trust in the process that God's pull, pulling you through. Um, thanks for allowing me to um, share my story and a bit of my vulnerability and. Um, yeah, you all have a vision and a purpose, and I just, yeah, I pray that God would reveal more of that to you, and through those times, and through those um, those experiences that God's had to capture that. Yeah, that's me. Thanks, Jim. It's like handing over the baton, isn't it? Wow. Wow. I, as a family, are we blessed or what? I just, I'm, I'm here to round it up for you all. Um, oh my word. Um, so there's a, there's a process to this, believe it or not. Um, let's start with the last thing first. Most important thing on your chair is your connect card. We want you guys to be part of us and anything, your needs, your desires, your blessings, however you want to be part of us, write it on this card, drop it in the drop box with your giving. The other thing is Awake and Serve Day. This is brilliant. So you have also got this on your seat because we're very organized in this beautiful church. Have a look at it. This is your opportunity to serve. And like the superheroes party, where, you know, you serve and you think, oh, my word, at the end of your hardworking day, you're going to be with 200 kids. It is such fun. And I can promise you that you will be more blessed serving and giving 
there'll be more blessings than what you give out. So take this card, write your name on it, uh, and any contact details, and a way that you can participate in the Serve Day. It is on Saturday the 16th of November, November behind me. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. So there we go. Now, just to wrap up, Nick, I was so blessed. Um, the thing that amazes me with Nick and Chantal is that here they are. They say, Lord, what do you want to say? And, he, and there he is, hunger to Nick. And then not only that, Nick is not going away and then just keeping it to himself. He's then making himself vulnerable and sharing it with us. Team, this is a word for us. Your spiritual hunger this week, think about it. How are you going to feed it? Reading the word, praying, in communion. Jesus wants to be with us. And so I, I just thank you. That is, that is fabulous. And Chantal, you're just amazing. Here you are driving a lot around in your car. And Jesus encounters you. And then you don't just think, oh, no, that's too painful. That I can't share that. You go, I'll share it with my family. And we are blessed with both of you to have uh, you in our family to hear God speak to you. Jesus speak to you and encounter you. And I would challenge us all this week. Let us come before Jesus and say, Lord, what do you want to say to me? And then, and then share it together because that's what it's about, um, to be a part of, of his body and, and, and see um, what he does. Um, wonderful. Have a wonderful Sunday together. I'm always blessed to be with you guys. It's truly wonderful to be here. And we'll do one more song. Bless you, Jesse.